two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. We're all just so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who's going to do it? Because I spoke first last time, and is it me? Am I the problem? Have I not actually... Should I like go buy a bunch of old WrestleMania DVDs and atone for my... Like twenty year hiatus. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yes, I do. All right, there you go, honey. Why are there all these WrestleMania DVDs in the mail? Well, funny story. I had to appease the wrestling gods. I had to appease the wrestling gods. Had some technical technical difficulties with the other ones, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a blood sacrifice so we're we're wrestling fans now <laughs> it's just a thing honey i'm sorry it's just a thing <laughs> well no you know what you know what it is is it's like we had it down we had the shoulders on the mat we had it down for the one count and it kicked oh, out yeah and then we tried it again last out. night and we had it down and it kicked out but tonight we're putting this fucking thing finishes. yeah we're gonna put this fucking thing in the sharpshooter and it's gonna tap out welcome to the two wizards podcast my name is mark and i am a wrestling god uh my name is josh and i'm the guy who showed up at the arena because he thought it was frozen on ice but it was like oh well i mean i guess like i already paid for the tickets and i'm here so i guess i can watch this wrestling thing but and i'm also a wizard uh, and my name's uh, Featherbottom, and I'm everybody's socks favorite sock stuffing jobber. <laughs> S- Santino, is that you? <laughs> Featherbottom. Sorry, I, I, Featherbottom, I, I, I didn't know if you were doing a different character. You know. <laughs> no, Feather Featherbottom is the Santino of the 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 two wizards universe. I guess. Oh, that's mean. That's that's unduly mean. <laughs> Yeah, like if there's anybody who's a jobber here, like it's definitely me. It's just like, uh, oh, <laughs> is there some popcorn around here? Popcorn? I'll just, I don't know, I'll just hang out here and then let you. But, but truly, though, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what I bring to this match. I'm not like the weird manager who's like cackling and like arguing with the ref so his back is turned. So there's some like re- really dirty cheap shot. Like, no, I'm, I'm the jobber. I'm the like. Glass chin Joe, um, <laughs> guy just to just to roll up, just to roll up so that uh, yeah Johnny and Mark can like display their true talents. Maybe that yeah that's it. That's yeah it. Got, yeah it gotta be. That's my role. That's my role here. Um, I, I want to say Josh, you're you're worth way more than just a squish match, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you know what will help make um, yeah taking all these shots and acting the fool. And, um, yeah, just like showing in and punching in and punching out. You know what will make that a whole lot easier? It's having a nice, refreshing, tasty beverage. And my wizard's tankard. So, uh, gentlemen, what are, what are we drinking this time around? Go for it, buddy. I'm still following uh, in, in my protege. No, not my, no, I'm the protege. He, he's my predecessor. Um, yeah, I'm following Mark's lead from, from a couple months back. And I'm just sticking with the, with the hard seltzers. Um, trying to get trying to get beach ready, 
Um, yeah, I, I guess like my cut to like get lean and mean for the wrestling uh, arena there. You're trying to, to get, make cruiserweight. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to make cruiserweight. And so yes, I'm 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 returning to the Vizzy uh, Raspberry Hard Lemonade Seltzer here. All right. Well, I am also taking a page out of your book, and I have a truly classic lime margarita style hard seltzer. Woo. Oh boy. There's a fucking car horn going off. Sorry guys. <laughs> Never mind. We're good. Well I was also gonna say, like, we are I think in a bit of a reprieve of a like pretty gnarly thunderstorm here um in, in the Midwest. So if ever there's like any uh yeah, like deafening um thunder strikes or rumbling or maybe that'll be atmospheric that'll add to like the awesomeness of this wrestling episode playing out but um yeah so yeah the, the outside sounds happen they, they they still happen yeah johnny what do you got buddy uh so i have a breckenridge brewery session sour mountain beach oh oh yeah it is a bright and tart pineapple lime and guava sour beer and it is delicious yeah it makes a hell of a shandy guys okay. i uh because yeah out here in the midwest we'll still get um yeah like yeah like in new belgium we'll still get breckenridge um what, what are some of the other and so hopefully you still get avery nah we don't don't get avery don't quite get Avery. I, i've been meaning to oh. yeah write right to my supermarket manager <laughs> and say hey get some more get some more colorado beer uh but yes that uh, Mountain Beach Sour. That's 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 good drinking. Oh, it's good stuff. Right on. Well, cheers, gentlemen. Yeah, and on that note, here's Anya. Yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> oh, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's still poor, bad the next day. Mark. It's it's bad the I next mean, day. I'm trying to like pretend like this hasn't happened twice already before, but oh my god, it's so yeah. bad the next day. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can That's break okay. kayfabe. I, 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 yeah. Um, I rinsed my mouth out with mouthwash maybe 20 minutes ago, and this is oh, no. the sour. <laughs> so it's going to take probably half this beer for me to start enjoying it. <laughs> Josh, how's sitting, yours? Sitting here, yeah, I'm just sitting here with my Vizzy. It's like, well, it's got vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to no-sell this shit, Mark. That's all. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's it's not killing me internally. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. This is the best beer I've ever had. What uh? What the... flavor is yours, Josh? Uh, a uh, raspberry lemonade. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, uh, the Mrs. Wizard picked up like a like a fruit lemonade combo pack. So there's like raspberry lemonade, the the peach lemonade. I was, I was talking about last time. Um. I think there's a watermelon lemonade too, and then there's a strawberry for sure. Strawberry, that that's right. Yeah, that's the last one. So, uh, and, and yeah, like I mentioned too, she got those. I think intending them mostly for herself, and then was like, "Oh no, this is garbage." Well, here, Josh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, so. Allow me to do my husbandly duties. Yeah, this is this is what I bring to the table. Any like, yeah, when we go out to eat at a restaurant somewhere and she's like oh there's two-thirds of my plate left this will be you know a couple of uh take-home leftover things that we can use for lunch it's like nope get in my belly (laughs) 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 she's like josh you don't have to keep eating yes i do i do you don't understand 
it's like looking into a shiny midwestern mirror cuz that's all yeah that's it is the same way yeah that's that's just it that's just it (laughs) but but we aren't talking about my my eating habits lest i be yeah change from like cutting for cruiser weight and (laughs) aim now for super heavyweight um but we are talking about wrestling and yeah i'm just gonna kind of flop about in the ring there to really make you johnny and you mark look good um because but i think we also all agreed last from from last week there's still just a lot to 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 uncover to discuss to reminisce to share so where where do we want to pick it up again um i say we start with tag teams okay Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Like, let's talk about some tag teams because I, I want to get. I know that uh, that Josh, you you've got some tangential knowledge of tag teams. You were around with the Hardys and the Dudleys and right, yeah. and D Generation X mm-hmm. and some of these bigger guys. So I know you you got some feet to stand on here. Let's hear about some tag teams. Well, well and and also uh, saying that yeah, the the one the one tag team duo that I particularly resonated with when I was four years old was the Bushwhackers. And like, like, like I was telling you guys, like me and my old brother, Jake, would just kind of stomp around the house. Um, Yeah. So I, I guess here's a good question too, because I honestly don't know. Do what are your thoughts about like the, the either. Okay. Yeah. These, these are the tag team duo. They train together. They have like the same gimmick. Or do you prefer the, the teams that are just kind of put together like ad hoc and mm. well, yeah, maybe they don't have complementary styles or, or, or whatever. What are you? Yeah, I, I guess, and, and I'm sure there is like a technical term for that. Um, just like, okay, you two like solo guys, you're gonna uh, team up for this for, for, for this fight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, either either tag teams or like uns like uh, um duos that you didn't think would be good but actually like really kicked ass yeah maybe something like that yeah um my fate like the answer to both is yes like because <laughs> i love the i love the new day tag team because they all kind of have the same like weird derpy style right would you agree yes. johnny oh god yeah yes. <laughs> yeah like they're all kind of like they're built upon each other's strengths and they all you know Biggie Langston might not hit as many, you know, high fly spots, but Kofi Kingston got you covered. But also, my favorite tag team, like, from back when, was uh, Rey Mysterio and Dave Batista. Like, it was insane, this little cruiserweight hulking out with Batista. <laughs> and yeah. they were fun to watch, and they were great, and they were compelling. And then there'd be fun shit like, let me pick this guy up so you can drop kick him off the top rope, Ray. Okay, sure thing, George. Pap, it was... Man, <laughs> god damn, it was fun to watch. It's it's interesting to say, like, I'm I'm a huge fan of traditional tag team wrestling. Like, uh, mm. probably, I think AEW does tag teams better than almost anyone else in the world right now, and it's because they have the best talent. They've got guys like the Young Bucks. They've got the Death Triangle. Um, they've got uh, Santana and Ortiz, um, Pentel Cerro Miero and his brother, like, all these ridiculous, like really, really good either luchador wrestlers or um, just like dudes that have grown up and they're literally brothers and that's all they've done their entire life. Like, you know, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, their dad built them a wrestling ring in their backyard when they were like 10 and 11 years old and that's all they've done their whole life is tag team wrestle with each other and it shows. Like, those dudes are awesome. However, I will say like one of the the best ways that I've felt like I've ever – 
I've ever been won over by something in professional wrestling is I can't remember if this is right when I stopped watching with you, Mark, or when I started watching again on my own around 2015, 2016. But WWE mm-hmm. had this best of seven series. And it was two singles guys, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, I, I know that you guys know Sheamus. I don't know how well you know Cesaro. Yeah. He's the, the Swiss side. Oh, yeah. Cesaro was awesome. I love Cesaro. And, and, mm-hmm. and so they had this best of seven series. And so every week they would have either on a house show or something like that, you get to see them face each other. And, and whoever won the best of seven got the title shot and all this and that. And so you, they get all the way to, to seven, of course, because you want to drag it out because that's the best way to do it for entertainment reasons and i remember Mm -hmm. they made it the main event of smackdown was this match seven and it ran a time limit and nobody got a fall and it was like 45 minutes of the most pure technical beautiful wrestling i've ever seen and it completely turned me over on both of these guys which i was just like i just don't give a shit let's just get this over with yada 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 (laughs) so their creative way of of giving them their title shot fine you went over your time limit. Technically, neither of you won. You get a title shot. Both of you do. You have to be a tag team together. And then they formed mm-hmm. the bar. They call themselves the bar because the, it, nobody, like whoever sets the bar, that's them. And they have to, you have to do better than them in order to get that. It's, oh, it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious wrestles. <laughs> These guys just like ran ham for two years as the bar. And I have never been so entertained by, by two that weren't supposed to work together and they're fantastic singles wrestlers. And yet they just worked. They they like morphed together into like one of the best <laughs> tag teams. So good. Right on. So, yeah. But my all-time favorite currently is Jurassic Express because there's a dude named Luchasaurus who's like six Jurassic foot eight. Express. Yeah, he's like six foot eight and almost 400 pounds. And he comes out with uh, uh, another tinier dude named Jungle Boy, who is the, uh, he's the son <laughs> of, of Krusty the Clown's no good half-brother sideshow Luke Perry. And he looks like him. <laughs> but he comes out and rides on his shoulders into the ring. And it's just this giant dinosaur man and his ridiculous dinosaur mask. And is just hulking physique. And this ridiculous, like, 185-pound cruiserweight. And they just wreck shit. <laughs> Jurassic Express, guys. If you haven't watched a match of theirs, I, I guarantee. Literally I am pull up writing any, that down. Pull up any of them and you will both be entertained. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> you hilarious. can do some. You can do so much cool shit with a tag team that I just. I, yeah. I feel like we almost take for granted. Like I, I think of how ridiculous and silly Jurassic Express and New Day are, and then I think of how like how complex and deep we get with shit like the Wyatt family. Like the Wyatt family yeah. got real fun for a while there. They were they're so fucking weird. I don't I don't know how I feel about them. I don't know. No? It was cool. I don't know. It was cool for a minute, but then I feel like that shtick only lasts so long. It's like why Undertaker gets reinvented every, you know, five WrestleManias. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me, though. I'm bitching. Like, the Wyatt family was one of the last, I guess you call that, like, the stables that I ever, that I ever remember watching, like, back in... I think when you're talking about like 2015 ish. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I just, they they kept showing up. It's like, Oh my God, come on. Can we beat a different dead horse, please? It's really interesting. They were like easily the hottest stable that WWE had in like 2015, 2016. And all four of their members are no longer with WWE or have died. Jesus. Yeah. 
including Bray Wyatt. And he, he reinvented himself as a solos wrestler called The Fiend with a lot of success. And then they just canned him like a year ago. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess but, yeah. I, I guess this is also this is because I, I, I think we're also sort of transitioning in, into this too because we're throwing out stable. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. What's a what's a stable? What's a stable then? Uh, a stable is it's like a, a collection or group of guys. It's more than a tag team, but it's you know people that'll mm-hmm. show up and and help each other out, and they all form this big alliance together, and and you know they come out and they do their thing. They represent something that's bigger than just, you know, a pair of guys or one Mm -hmm. particular title, you know, with a stable, you can have guys that are singles champions that are in a stable with guys that are tag champions that are, that are in a stable with a guy who's a, an international champion or something like that. You know, you you just got this big, nice, fancy collection of guys. Um, There's there's a bunch of really cool stables out there. (laughs) Fancy collection of guys. (laughs) Hey, I mean, it's, yeah, that, it's a little well, early for me. <laughs> it's well, fine. So, I love it. <laughs> well, and and it seems like uh, typically, but maybe not like exclusively, but yeah, like typically they like stables seem to be heels, meaning like the bad guys or like people you're supposed to right. root against. Is that is that is that like also kind of part of it or not necessarily? I'd say that's definitely more traditional. Like you, you see a lot more heel stables than others, and it, it gives them an excuse to have more guys out at the, on the side of the ring hassling the good guys, hassling the babyface. Yeah. You know, it's definitely yeah. more of an excuse. I look at some of the the more classic stables out there. Um, Evolution was definitely a, a heel stable. Degeneration X is a heel stable. Um, <laughs> yeah, like well, and the, the elite we're just or the bullet club. about the Wyatt family. Well, nope. like Legion of Doom, Wyatt, Legion of Doom, yeah. or I guess what Road Warriors, they weren't good guys. No. Um, yeah. Wild Samoans weren't necessarily good guys. I don't think the Uso brothers are good guys. The League of Nations are not good. No, League of Nations. No, yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, are there what? Well, because because I also can understand how like narratively that wouldn't work, and like you're saying too, right? Like. The, the whole idea about having this this stable, this like posse of dudes, is yeah, to like harass outside of the ropes and all that. But what yeah. versus, yeah, like if you have, yeah, like a stable of like uh, uh, baby faces, like what are they going to do outside the ring? Like, I don't know, like. They wear give, Dragon like, Ball Z costumes, they play trombones, they eat yeah, videos. They, they like, I mean, start, start, start handing soup out to like homeless people. Like, yeah, like what's the deal, you know? So it has to. <laughs> uh, no, I would say like uh, one of the one of the good wrestling classics is the uh, after the match run in right, or the mm-hmm. I've beaten you and now the bell has rung and I'm gloating and I'm just going to continue to kick the shit out of you and then you have the after mm. the match run in. That is that's the only time I can see the babyface oh. stable really working. Like I'm going to come in and, yeah. and I'm part of this guy's stable and you're not going to beat the shit out of him because if you do, I'm running down that ramp with three more of my homies and we're just going to bust yeah. into the ring and protect him. That but, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, like, but that's like no. You make a very valid point. The, the, uh, most of the time, a stable is there to harass. It's not to protect. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. And like, we also, or I, I say we, I mean you and Mark, because I'm again, I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting here. Um, because because yeah, we uh, threw threw out a bunch of stables and in their infamy. Uh, what are 
what are some of the better ones? What are some of the juicier ones? You're just like, oh yeah, great. Here come these motherfuckers. Um. <laughs> um. Oh. Like Anything? we talked about League of Nations, the Bullet Club. What was the other one? Uh, I don't know. The Elite. The Elite's a big one. Um, I, I would say that the Shield is a stable, but they never really showed up without each other. Like it's it usually got all three or none. Um, yeah. Undisputed Era from the last couple years in NXT. You know they they've all since gone and parted their ways with that company, but um, they were a really fun one. Because there was it was like five guys and they all basically ruled the developmental section of, of WWE in their NXT brand. And like at one point their their leader Adam Cole had the NXT title and and they had a couple of guys who had the uh the tag titles and they had the guy who had their like little weird offshoot um whatever. All four titles for NXT, with the exception of their women's title, was under this one faction, this one stable. And it was like, okay, Damn. you get one, and then the rest of them are going to keep mess- messing with them. And so, you know, you'd have a tag match that was getting legit, and then all of a sudden, Adam Cole would walk out, his music would hit, he'd come out with the belt and everything else, and his main contender would come out and try and mess with him. And then the other person would come out and just be like, nope, you ain't touching the king. And, like, these guys, they they made the stable, the whole aesthetic work really, really well for him. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Undisputed era, they're they're they've got some fun stuff. If you guys want to catch up on some of their stuff, it it's worth it too. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think of who else I would not want to see just like walking down a ramp at me, or just like <laughs> sitting at ringside. <laughs> um, oh, who was it? I don't even know. Wasn't Ryback in a deal and like everybody fucking hated him like for real, for real because he was such a dick all the time. But he kind of just. <laughs> Wasn't he in a stable and like he kept sitting ringside for everything for some reason? I'm and then gonna, he would go and make the match as soon as it was done. Maybe I'm like making false memories, but it could be. Or I'm remembering the plot to a WWE game. I'm not sure, but I, you're definitely not wrong with that. Everybody hates him. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Huh. I can't find anything in here. He was part of the Nexus stable. Like he was Maybe a big part of the Nexus, of. and that's uh, that's when um, Daniel Bryan split off and did his whole yes movement is was to stop the Nexus because he was a part of them, and then and then he split off and did his own thing, and and then he had to take the Nexus down, who was in control by Triple H, and, and that's how we got his WrestleMania match, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, um, there's some good women's stables too, though, and I can't ever think of the names, but it's like. The Mean Girl Clubs, and I always kind of think they're funny. Because <laughs> there was that one for a while there, and it was, um oh, what was her name? Uh, Melina from the Eminem, from Eminem, their manager or whatever. And then I just remember Beth Phoenix kicking her in the head with her own foot. <laughs> but it was like a three-way Divas match made up of two different stables. But like Beth Phoenix had her in the Boston, like a Boston half crab. And she just took her foot and started kicking her in the back of the head with it. And it was my favorite moment in wrestling ever. Like. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. There's not a lot of women's stables out there. There's, uh, I mean, they do a lot of tag teams and they all have fun names. Like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville in WWE used to be called Fire and Desire. And that was pretty Ooh. awesome. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like it's it was it was pretty good, and then they got managed by Paige and a whole bunch of other stuff. 
but like yeah it's they're interesting i'm sad that we don't see a, yeah. more women's stables out there because i feel like we we definitely could well and that's even something that yeah we were starting to get into quite a bit uh with last week's episode that like it for for maybe not all intents and purposes but for a lot of intents and purposes it, it seemed like we were in agreement that yeah like 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 women's wrestling was having a bit of a renaissance or a revolution yeah. or like that's or, or like that's going to be like a big point of the future so yeah I yeah I, Maybe women's wrestling it's it's definitely changed it's it's radically different now than it was 10 years ago um I mean, Mark, I think you could agree with me here. The women's matches used to be the I'm really tired and I need to go and re- freshen up my beer and take a shit or you know, <laughs> go go nuke yeah. my taquitos. I've got an extra <laughs> 10 minutes. Like, Is there still pizza? Do we – okay, I'm going to go get more pizza. Anybody want yeah, more pizza? Yeah, yeah do like... I need to go on a food run? Because I don't need to pay attention to this for 20 minutes. It's not going to be entertaining. <laughs> and that's not the case with these anymore. Like the women's no. matches are just so cool and unique now. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it's cool because, like, it's cool that, that they're getting to, like, kind of do their own thing and be taken seriously. Like, how many unification titles have they had? Now it's, like, a big damn deal, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to say um, they put both women's matches for uh, the, the Raw and the SmackDown women's title on night one of WrestleMania, but uh, the Becky Lynch-Bianca Belair match that just happened not too long ago for that title... A lot of people said it was the the best match of the two nights, like Damn. technically the most Damn. entertaining. And I, you know, I would agree. I, I don't agree with the ending because fuck Bianca Belair. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a personal opinion, personal opinion. But no, it's a fantastic <laughs> match. Like they, they've proven that they they've got the guts and the raw power and the stamina to like not necessarily outclass male wrestlers, but prove that they're in the same league. I look at some of the cool classic like Iron Man matches that they did in NXT with the four horsewomen and and the rise of uh, a lot of the stars from that particular era. Uh, let's see, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair and Bayley. We've got Alexa Bliss and Carmella who just made his this huge big s- splash. And, and they're bringing up a lot of this older talent as well and really getting them to get recognized. I don't think I really gave two shits about Mickey James until she paired up with Alexa Bliss a couple of years ago. And I went, wow, you actually can wrestle. I've never paid more oh, attention Mickey to you James. than to what old pictures. <laughs> oh, Mickey James. Oh, Johnny. I forgot about Mickey James. That's why we had to record this thing three fucking times because I forgot about Mickey James. Oh, okay. I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, folks. It's been great. It's been the two two was a podcast. Um, uh, well, but but also thinking about it too, right? Like um, taking nothing at all away from the male wrestlers, but even just like physiologically, women are able to do things that like men can. Yeah, like I don't think a dude could like get kicked in the face with his own foot, um, or or, no. or kicked in the head. So. So yeah, like just like having yeah. having that extra flexibility, and like sure, you know, maybe not going to be throwing people around quite as much, but yeah, like doing like, and I understand how like reductive this sounds, but being able to do the splits and just all this cool gymnastic shit, like yeah, I could absolutely yeah. see that it like open. It's just it just opens up a whole new range of possibilities. 
for one of my, beating the shit out of, of my, each other. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> finishers is uh, Charlotte Flair. She does what's called a natural selection. And it, mm-hmm. in and of oh, itself, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not that imp- it's not that impressive of a move, but the way that she makes it work, I mean, it's it's basically just like a like a swinging neck breaker almost. But the way she does it is she does like a almost a handspring into grabbing somebody's neck and then smashes it onto the mat, and she makes mm-hmm. it look so cool. And like you were saying, it's very acrobatic, acrobatic, Josh. And so right, right. it's there's something that that you get from seeing her do that versus any other male wrestler that just it doesn't make sense, but it, she does it better. <laughs> yeah, I I love the women's revolution. I think it it's it breathed a lot of life back into wrestling. It made it a lot more interesting in a in an era where yeah we want to be as inclusive as possible, and you want to make sure that representation is very important you're now getting to showcase a lot of these female athletes for their athleticism and their skill. And it's not just the fact that they look really, really good in almost nothing. Looking at you, Stacey. <laughs> well, <Kinder>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also, I think that's also a big point too, that it's like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not like pure exploitation or sexploitation, right. if you will. Um, it's yeah. These very fit, very athletic uh, incredible feats of yeah, like finesse and strength and athleticism, which also is done by yeah, super uh, attractive people. <laughs> it's just a bonus. It's just a bonus. Yeah, which is my which is my whole thing. Okay, uh, listeners, you or actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't like kind of broached this yet, talking about wrestling. But get out your bingo cards. Josh is going to talk about ancient Greek stuff. Like the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, like the whole thing, like, yeah, like the Greek understanding of athleticism and sport and competition was it was like the, 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 the beauty of the human body, like doing all this cool shit. And of course, the Olympics were naked because, yeah, I mean, I mean, one, like you don't want all the all that clothing getting in your way. And like, sure, you have like a little leather strap to, to tie your dongle down. Um, <laughs> but it is. But yeah, like it's like people doing flips and like boxing and doing the pancrantian and, and and yeah, and so of course, of course, if you flash forward that three thousand years or so into something like pro wrestling, yeah, these people are are gorgeous for the most part, unless you get like the yokozunas out there, then like maybe not <laughs> that so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe not, maybe not that so much. So yeah, before, so that's why. Bra and panty matches are okay. They're okay. I'm I'm not saying like that's all wrestling should be, but it's okay that that's a part of it. Oh yeah, when it's it's awesome that it has evolved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make the hot take and say that we need to have bra and panties matches for dudes too, though, because yes. I Hell yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious to like really exactly. just like oil up the like oil up the guys and then be like, all right, rip each other's pants off, go play grab ass for 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Let's get talk- some jello. Let's get some dudes in the jello. Let's really, yeah. let's really equalize this shit out. Cause I would watch the hell out of it. Like, just objectively, just laughing my ass off. <laughs> well, and and to Johnny's point too, right? If we're talking about representation and like branching out to new audiences, like, yeah, uh, you mix up pro wrestling and like a drag show. That's a whole demographic wow. that we can capture. You know, and they're 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 practically well, I don't know about practically the same thing. Yeah. So we have like the men's wrestling in their and, own weird ways, we have, yeah. Yeah, we we have the men's league division and we have the women's division, and then let's open up, yeah, like 
the RuPaul division, and that'd be amazing. Are you kidding the me? The RuPaul division. <laughs> like, so what it is is a once a year pay per view event match, and we just call it Exploitation Mondays because everybody <laughs> hates Mondays, and we all hate exploitation. But like, yeah. So it's 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 the bra and panties match for men and women. It's it's the Man, drag you... match. It's yeah. Well, and can you imagine the 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 promos and the TV spots that yeah, just like sassy gay dudes could do? Are you kidding me? Oh man, That'd we be bring incredible. back. Oh, we bring back uh, midget wrestling. I don't know the preferred term for that one, but I you can't call it anything else. You bring back midget wrestling, but then like pair them up against the Big Show. Big Show versus eight midgets. Who wins? Exploitation <laughs> Monday. Let's get after it. I mean, I definitely watched Sami Zayn get power slammed by Wee Man on WrestleMania, so that was pretty awesome. No, Mark, a stable just, led by Wee said... Man. Let's do this. <laughs> well, and and which also is reminding me too of. Yeah, how we were talking about, like, okay, sure, like, there was a time where all these dudes were roided up, and hey, let's just open the floodgates and do that. And so maybe that's maybe that's just the, a little bit further, too, right? Like, yeah, just bring back all, just bring back all forms of wrestling. And, like, yeah, have, have, have a couple matches with little people, and then have, like, the drag match, and then have, um, I don't know, like, 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 chess and wrestling at the same time because like chess boxing is a thing chessling chessling get the nerds in here too let's let's build some giant mechs and have them like duke it out in gundams even if like the gundams are just like cardboard boxes i want to see that i want to goddamn see that i want to see i some, want like, nothing i want a nothing wrestling. but fatties mad what yeah. Sorry, I, said, I, said, I want to see paralympic wrestling but you made it way better with fatties <laughs> yeah, I want a whoops all fatties match. Like it's Yokozuna versus the Big Show versus Rikishi, and like they have to eat the bucket of chicken while beating the sh- first one to eat their bucket of chicken, and then like get a pinfall or submission is the winner. Like, but you gotta eat all that fucking chicken too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> and then like a featherweight match where it's like dudes under 120 pounds, just like yeah. Flipping into each like hitting each other like you know cotton balls being whipped across the room at one another like. <laughs> but there's one really buff one in there and he's a cruiserweight but he's outclassing about like eighty pounds and he's just like whipping him into the ropes and they're whipping back out. And... I want nothing but Irish whips for an entire match. Yeah. <laughs> We'll call it Ghost Ride the Whip, and the first one to not, like, whip back and fly through the ring, or, you know, fly through the ropes loses. <laughs> Guys, I think we're onto something here. I think we need to start, uh, yeah, two two Wizards uh, World Wrestling Federation. Twoof. Twoof. <laughs> Twoof. We'll do it. We'll do it up, man. We'll do it up. Oh man! I, you know, as as ridiculous as this all is, there have been some ridiculous stipulations and matches, and just ridiculous matches in general. Um, mm. If if I told you, Josh, that within uh-huh. the last twelve months, I have legitimately paid like American dollars I earned with my own money <laughs> to watch an exploding barbed wire death match. Would you believe me? Because it happens. Abso- 
I would absolutely believe you because that's yeah, that's just it. That's like where, because because I yeah yeah, I can understand the idea and and even some of the criticism where it's like oh wrestling isn't fake and none of this stuff is real and we've already kind of like hashed that right but yeah but then it shouldn't be either right like it should carve no. its own. I think there should be yeah I think there should be its own little niche that it carves out and lives in and it's like. Yeah, of course we'll have exploding barbed wire cage matches and just like pyrotechnics off the side and yeah. Um, and we were even talking a little bit too about like the like the crazy crazy stuff that Japanese professional wrestling has with like piranhas right. and shit. <laughs> right. Well, and it's I I like watching wrestling for reality to a certain point, and if it gets too mm-hmm. real, then I want it to be fake real. You know, I'm okay, okay watching yeah. exploding barbed wire deathmatch because I know that there is, you know, okay, you touch the side of the ring, there's pyrotechnics that go off, there's technically barbed wire there. You're probably getting scratched a little bit, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. makes way more sense than legitimate things blowing up. However, on the flip side, one of probably the best matches I've watched in the last 18 months is an unsanctioned lights out match between two female wrestlers where I watched one empty out an entire, like, essentially... It was like a five-gallon tub of thumbtacks onto the ground and just repeatedly powerbombed the other girl onto it like four times. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, okay, this is hardcore. And I don't want really much more than this, but I am not – my eyes can't leave the screen. Right. Like they're right. – oh, it's so beautiful and and just like primal. <laughs> I think I need to watch an ECW match because I haven't been keeping up with wrestling now. But the stuff that I have seen with you, John, like, man, it's so, like, tame and vanilla. And I feel like I should watch a Sabu match and feel my head, like, bleed from the violence. <laughs> I I will send you the Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker match I was just talking about. I'll send it to you after this. I'll send it to both of you guys. And you okay. tell me what you think. Because to me, it's not something I ever thought I would see on TV again. Not after our good friend Chris Benoit decided to ruin it for everyone. Um, but like, it's it is intense, and it's not a pay per view match either. You know, like I watched uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes get a uh, a crimson mask like the very first AEW pay per view, and I went, well, yeah, it's a pay per view, and they wanted to like differentiate themselves from WWE. I get that. So I yeah. was expecting it almost. And yeah, it was still badass, and it was a lot of blood, but like, okay, I expect it. I was not expecting this match, and it was so just refreshing. Mm. Yeah. But there's so many good so many good things out there that, that we can see now and and it depends. Like if, if you don't want to see that level of violence, go watch WWE. They're you're gonna be happy with their product. You're still gonna get entertained. You're still going to get some pretty fun storylines and a lot of attractive people. But if you want that violence, you have other places to go. You can go to AAA or you can go to to New Japan or you can go to AEW. Like, there's levels. There's definitely levels there. Yeah. But no, I'll send you some stuff, Mark. I I think it'll scratch that ECW itch. Cool. Cool. (laughs) I don't need to get all horned up and be like taking bumps off my balcony and shit. (laughs) Yeah, please, please don't hit yourself in the head with a chair. I've already seen you do it about 20 times. (laughs) <laughs> we don't do that anymore that's a that's an old mark we don't we don't do that <laughs> um do you ever so like with with like goofiness and matches mm. i don't like steel cage matches but i love hell in a cell matches okay uh, okay yeah. yeah i don't know i just feel like steel cage is kind of dumb 
but like Hell in a Cell is, I kind of like the idea that you're locked in here with me, but you get enough space to like run around the ring or like, hey, somebody might be hiding under the ring that's been there this whole time. And just <laughs> dumb shit like that. Which, okay, so so maybe that's a good thing too. So like for maybe our listeners who, who, are, who are less versed, what what is the distinction between those two? Because... I, I could absolutely picture somebody hearing this and being like, well, wait, Hell in a Cell and Steel Cage? Like, that, those sound kind of like the same thing. But yeah, what are the big defining um, distinctions? So Steel Cage is just a cage that's lowered around the ring mm-hmm. with the stipulation of you have to climb out of it versus Hell in a Cell is a giant cage with a roof and it's got like, what, four feet? I think, give or take, clearance on all sides. Yeah. And a door that you can get out of. But the match isn't over until you've beat the shit out of the other person. Like um, Mick Foley through the announce table off 30 feet. Or Mick Foley through the cage by the Undertaker from 18 (laughs) feet. Or a third Mick Foley thing because all Mick Foley knows how to do is die in a steel cage. Or (laughs) die die in in hell in a cell. cell. And it's so fucking... It's amazing. I know I talk shit about Mick Foley, but... Nobody loves wrestling more. Yeah, well, but but I also think that yeah, like that seemed, and we kind of see that in like other stipulation matches, right? Like it's either you got to escape this thing, or you have to climb this ladder, or you have to do, yeah, it's it's the like fight or flight thing. You either like are trying to get out of this thing, or no, like you're locked in with this other person, and yeah, you just have to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe that's maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good kind of, yeah. <laughs> distinction to keep but i hate like money in the bank matches i think the like the stipulation of getting a briefcase off with the ladder and then like i feel like it made a lot of lazy writing like the mid-2000s and it's why they've kept putting people like john cena over because he would lose Mm -hmm. his title for 15 minutes to somebody who had money in the the bank knock the shit out of them lose it anyway and then win it back at the next pay-per-view right or the guy with money in the bank would just show up. And Johnny, what's money in the bank? Sorry. I know we need to I need to get better about assuming that no, everybody no, no, knows what wrestling terms no, are. No, no, you you're good. So money money in the bank is a it's a very unique WWE pay-per-view where uh, the winner of the Money in the Bank match is whoever goes up and grabs the Money in the Bank briefcase that's hanging above the ring. So it's a ladder match. You grab the briefcase, and inside the briefcase is a contract that you can cash in at any time for any reason. Uh, essentially to claim your right to to start a match for the championship of your choice. So, you, you know, you can watch Brock Lesnar just absolutely devastate Roman Reigns and win his title and get the crap beaten out of him in the process. And at the very end of said match, right after he's won the title, your music can hit. You'll run out, you'll hand in your briefcase, and you'll sucker punch Brock Lesnar in the back of the head and then just roll him up and get your title. Mm-hmm. Like... It, there is an element of excitement to, to the money in the bank. That, I think, is what most people like is once they've got it, they want to see it get cashed in. They don't want to see somebody sit on it. Yeah. Like, they want to have that really cool, oh, shit moment. But I feel like a lot of times they just sit on it and then show up at every pay-per-view or, like, or every show to, like, build for the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Who was it? It was MVP, wasn't it? And he had money in the bank for, like, two years or something insane. Right. I, I don't maybe it wasn't him, but like I don't know. No, yeah, I'm no, bitching. And, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. You're it's a it's a legitimate bitch because I I've watched Money in the Bank. Like I said, it's it becomes a tool to enhance 
the the drama of the situation and a lot of times they'll just sit there and and up the suspense by having somebody whoever's got the money in the bank having their music hit they'll walk out they'll have the briefcase in their hand and then they'll go nope never mind and they'll walk back in they'll do that like four weeks in a row on tv Mm. and you're like i know you're not gonna cash this in yeah yeah so so maybe maybe between the three of us or the two and a half of us because again i'm 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 just (laughs) i'm just here um how can we how can we fix the money in the bank match? Like, do we set like a time limit on it? Do we do something like, yeah, like uh, this th- this expires like in like two months or something like that? Do how what are some creative solutions to like enliven this kind of like stale stale kind of match here? I so honestly, I I think you can get rid of the suspense aspect of it. And say you you don't get to cash this in at any time wherever the hell you want. What I mm. I think you can keep the stipulation the same. If you win the money in the bank platter match, cool. You get to set your championship match for whatever. I honestly think the money in the money in the bank should guarantee you your spot in Royal or not Royal Rumble in uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't think the winner of the Rumble should get to go to WrestleMania. I think the winner of the money in the bank should get to go. I think they should both go. They should both represent it. I. You think you think WrestleMania should have a, a three way, a three way yeah, match sure. essentially? Yeah, but I would scale Money in the Bank to like, look, you have a set amount of time to challenge these people. Okay, but like, so you have a month to do World Champion. You've got two months to do United States Champion. You've got three months to do Intercontinental or whatever. Right. And like you, but you got to challenge that shit. You got to step up and like whatever. Like if if I get Money in the Bank and who's our current champion, Johnny? Uh, Roman World Reigns. Champion. Okay, so I got Money in the Bank. I just won it, and then like I take a week off, and then I come out on the next episode of Raw or whatever, and go, "Hey, Roman Reigns, I'm calling you out at WrestleMania." I I have to do that in the first month, and then we set the match, and then I, I'm on the title card, and that's just it. And if somebody else thinks that they have a shot to call against or like a um a, a beef to call for it, fine. It's a triple threat match. I don't care because you're still mm. at WrestleMania and you're doing it. But absolutely, you should have. I like, think Money in the Bank should let you set your stipulation. Ooh, ooh, that's better. That's ooh, even better. You know? Yeah. Like if I like if that. I am if I am Jeff Hardy and I'm going up against Brock Lesnar, I'm going to tell him, "Cool. We're doing a TLC match or just a ladders match. We're going to do a ladders match. And if you lose my ladders match with me, Jeff Hardy, which you're going to because I'm the king of fucking ladder matches, then I get your title." <laughs> I would watch the fuck out I of like, like I would watch the fuck out of Brock Lesnar bull in a china shopping through ladders. <laughs> I want to see him put somebody through a metal ladder, which I'm pretty sure he could. <laughs> I want to see him go off. Of, I want to see him like come off the top of one because you know he could take that bump. Like, I yeah, no. I, I don't want to. You see know that he try and shooting star press it. You know he tr- fucking try to do it. I could just imagine a giant Brock Lesnar senton off the top of the tall ladder. <laughs> be badass, dude. Or like, he's gonna he hit tries s- to do it and fucks it up, but then like Hardy does a shooting star press and hits him, and it's like, ha ha ha, I'm better he just than you. Catches him. I just like all of a sudden now I really want to see Big Show versus Lesnar and and yeah like Lesnar do a fucking senton off the top onto Big Show and have the ring collapse. <laughs> so okay, I I think we did. I I think we saved. <laughs> I think we faced it. Money the you just you got to you got to set a time limit and you got to let them pick their stipulation. Yeah, there you go. 
Love it. Love also, it. Bull in a China Shop match. The new, the new, uh, come into Twoof Wrestling. Yeah, Twoof uh, Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Who can break the most ch- China in the China yeah. sh- in the antique oh. store? Well, yeah, and and in like, oh, okay, no, we'll like combine them. We'll have like twenty teapots in the ring, and in one of those teapots <laughs> is the contract. And you can only break them on like oh. your uh, opponent's head. Ooh, okay. We'll, we'll do a combo. <laughs> see, I've always wanted to. See, I've the always golden, wanted to the see the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory match. Yeah, oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to see a uh, like a self-flagellation match where basically, if you can outlast Jesus. somebody, <laughs> no. So if you can outlast somebody, like you just get to pick somebody like. I don't know, Michael Cole, and he just gets to wail on you with a kendo stick. Whoever can outlast the longest of that wins the match. And now I just want to see a crucifixion match that they do every year at uh, WrestleMania because it's kind of close to Easter. How many chest chops can you You take? Yeah. You have to like <laughs> climb up the ladder with the partner, get the cross down, hanging from the like rope, get the guy down, tie his arms to it, beat the shit out of him, and then put it back up and raise it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You stand the cross up and then somebody has to spear him. That's it. Oh, that's, that's the finisher. <laughs> And then that dude uh, can see his blindness is cured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is oh, amazing. Oh, I would watch evangelical wrestling. Oh, my so God, even, I would watch the better, fuck right? out of evangelical wrestling. Well, and, but, what, but I want to say that was a thing. I, I want to say, like, yeah, I was reading something like, you know, 2008, something like that, right? Like, this dude was, like, starting his own church, and part of it was, like, wrestling, and part of it was reading from the good book. It's wow. like that's a church I'd go to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> Johnny! I'm coming out here today to call you out, son. You've got a demon in you, and I'm gonna put the one, two, three on it this Sunday. <laughs> exactly, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> You've heard of Austin three sixteen. Now let's get ready for John three sixteen. Uh, fucking Jake the Snake Roberts. He literally did that. Never mind. Next one. Skip. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, ridiculous match stipulations, right? Wrestling is ridiculous, yeah. but I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about the ridiculousness that is the bleed over of professional wrestling into everyday culture. And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, how many people are in government that used to be professional wrestlers? <laughs> Shit like this. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Oh, yeah. Glenn Jacobs is a mayor. Yeah, Glenn Jacobs. Jesse the Body Ventura is a mayor. He's a libertarian. Yeah. Like Jesse the he, Brain Ventura. He might he might have an honest-to-God shot of president in 24. <laughs> like, I'm calling it right now. God, like, I hope not. <laughs> we need to, like, rebound from, like, the, the, the GOP needs to, like, rebound from, like, the weird Trump shit. He's just crazy enough to, like, unify both parties. <laughs> but he's also been really level-headed about, like, COVID and shit. And he's just like, fucking treat people like people, you pieces yeah. of shit. And it's like, oh, no. We're, like, rocketing towards President Camacho from Idiocracy. <laughs> what, or even that. <laughs> yeah, even that, too. Which, which, yeah, I mean, oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, well, 
part of it too. I'd be surprised to see if Hulk Hogan didn't make governor of Florida in the next 10 years. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, but, but so, and I guess I am caught up on that. Right. It's like, cause part of being, yeah, like, a a, a a political figure, not even just like with your constituents, but especially something with the, the, the president. Uh, yeah. Is like the, is your image and how you project yourself. And there's so much, right. yeah, so much, so, so much, don't, don't tell me that like, yeah, when uh, either like Trump or Biden or whoever like sits down opposite the table with like Putin or Kim Jong-un or whatever, you know, like that's, that's like two dudes trying to size each other up and, and they're each telling their stories to their respective like fan bases. So yeah, let's just, let's just own that bad boy. We can like trim out because because it's what it's like three presidential debates and like one vice presidential debate. Get, I think that's all we yeah. get anymore. Yeah, get get rid of all that shit. We'll have three matches, and one of them is a tag team with the president and vice presidential nominees. That'll be the tag team match, and then yeah, like maybe that's maybe that's what we got to do going forward now. Instead of this whole, like, oh, well, here's how I'm going to address climate change. Like, no bullshit. I want to see how well, yeah. What are your high, <laughs> what are your high flying skills here? How would you do? <laughs> how well you do know, you, yeah. <laughs> how well do you tope suicida through the ropes, okay? <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't look clean, I'm not voting for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really, really appreciate Bernie Sanders, but he couldn't six one. He just didn't hit the Rana's pin on the six one nine. It. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just can't happen. Too, for, for too long, the, the 1% have been pinning down the 99%. And me, Bernie Sanders, I'll help us kick out. <laughs> Presidential debate. You still have to debate. Like, but the, the last one before the election, you still have to hold the fucking debate, but you also have to have a Falls Count Anywhere match. <laughs> And the rounds last like thirty, like like a minute thirty at a time. Yeah. Like you have a minute thirty to fight each other, then you got a minute thirty to fucking yell back and forth at each other. Yeah, there's <laughs> there, the instead of the briefcase being suspended from the like grid or whatever, that's the microphone, and so you have to like beat the shit out of each other, Ooh. set up the ladder, go up there, and say like, "This is gonna be my tax plan." <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Money in the bank has 42 electoral votes. <laughs> yep, you get to cash in that that uh, you get to cash in those votes on election yeah. night. Oh god. Or you can save them for midterms. <laughs> save them for the midterms. <laughs> oh shit. No, yeah, which if if we already are headed to yeah, idiocracy and president Camacho, let's just let's just speed that bad boy along. Let's you know stare into the fucking skit skit yeah. like yeah. Let's just advance that three hundred years and sponsored by Brando, which also bought like the FFC and the the FDA. Let's just do that, man. Yeah. So I just I looked it up because I was curious. I just punched in uh, professional wrestlers in government, right? Okay. And this is according to Goliath.com. And I'm just going to read a couple of these. Um, former ho- or WWE Hall of Famer uh, Volkov, one of many evil Russians. Um, <laughs> he, 
<laughs> he was actually born in Croatia and immigrated to Canada and trained under Stu Hart. Oh, okay. Of the Hart um, family. In 2006, he ran for the Republican primary for the state delegate of Maryland, but was defeated. <laughs> but then, Sorry, but Volcano. then following him, yeah, uh, Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin, <laughs> is apparently the subtitle they give him. Like, related to Scott Steiner? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's his brother. <laughs> okay, so recent WWE Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. And he, j- no, Scott Hall just died. Um, but apparently he is a member of a school board. <laughs> and then he got kicked off that school board for using his wrestling name, which cool. <laughs> <laughs> a guy named uh, Tony H- Helmy Helm. I don't know. He started in um, he started in Japan, and then he appeared as in the WWE as the evil Finnish environmentalist Ludwig Borga. <laughs> Okay. He moved to Finland and was elected a member of par- of their parliament. Interesting. Sorry, you got me down a Johnny, rabbit, you got me down a rabbit hole, Mark. Did you know that Scott Steiner owns and operates a Shoney's? I did not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, this is the last one I'm gonna do because, um, well, we just can't anymore, and this is the most interesting. I think Johnny Jerry Lawler. Ugh. Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> um, he ran on a platform in Memf- for the mayor of Memphis on a platform of education, safety, and city beautification and earned 11.7% of the vote. But he finished third place overall. And that's, man, like, God, maybe we should be having, you know, professional wrestlers in government. I don't know. I'm mean- just not Jerry Lawler, please. <laughs> No, let Jerry Lawler be in there. It's fine. You, I feel like you need a bit of sexism in your governor. Then you excuse. Then you get rid of the racism in the governor. And you're in Tennessee, so you're already racist as shit. So it's okay. <laughs> Buck Strickland is a good propane sales manager man. Like you know what? He's a piece of shit, but he's a good. He's a good manager. He's got four fucking branches. Maybe see what Jerry Lawler can do. Well, I doubt. Jerry I want to see what. I want to see Jerry Lawler's puppies initiative. <laughs> all right. That's where I'm, I'm standing. Jerry Lawler, 2024. Oh God. Come to Colorado, <laughs> run in Lauren Bobert's district. He'll be cool. <laughs> Trade one evil for another. I'm in. Let's go guys. Come on. I honestly, as much as I despise Jerry Lawler, I would actually vote for him. Yeah. I'd vote for the fuck out of Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Especially if it was to get rid of Bobo. Um, also, I think we should point out, we have all been to this party before. We're talking about, like, dissemination of wrestling into culture. Mm. Fucking, like, professional, re- or, like, WWE pictures. Like, the movie. Like, they have oh, their yeah. own movie studio. Yeah, that's right. And I can tell you that I've never seen a good WWE <laughs> picture before, but I've seen every fucking one of them. I even watched the one with Triple H where he drove the school bus. <laughs> like, uh, the chaperone. <laughs> Are you telling me you've watched all seven Marine movies? Maybe. I'm not going to wow. cut Like, listeners, listeners, you may remember that in our uh, December challenge, I was shocked to find out that Jingle All the Way 2 was a WWE yeah, Pictures right. movie starring one Santino, and Santino was the best fucking part of that movie, and I was honestly kind of charmed by him. Like, right. 
It's so, it's everything so weird. I don't know. Or like, See No Evil is a weird fucking movie, but Kane does pretty okay. I, I did watch know. that. I definitely did watch that. Mark, are you telling me you watched Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania? <laughs> I am not confirming nor denying <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> well, and of course. Oh my God. I'm looking this up. I need to know who's all is in this. Well, and, and, and of course too, right? Like there are also those wrestlers who have made it. Made it like, yeah, like well into Hollywood. And uh, yeah, of course, you have your Dwayne Johnsons. You have your Dave Bautista's. Na- uh oh. This sounds like a good one. Sorry. Uh oh. No, no, I'm just, I'm looking at the, the picture, like the cover art for this movie, and there is an Undertaker yeah. penguin. You better believe He's it. He's got the hat and everything. You better believe it. Oh my God. I'm, oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, sur- surfs up to Wave Mania. 2017 baby <laughs> all right that is on my watch list i need to find this shit it's got diedrich bader mark oh my god and napoleon dynamite you guys <laughs> okay okay colin the match on the fly right here i think we need to have a cinema an impromptu cinema an series impromptu. where we fucking watch this <laughs> shit oh my god Wow. Holy shit. Okay, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh John Cena, um <laughs> Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, Paul Levesque, Triple H, Vince McMahon, um Michael Cole, Page. <laughs> Holy shit. And it's on HBO, guys. I don't even have to pay to watch it. <laughs> See? Oh my god. All right. Well, listeners, uh pay attention for our follow-up release special bonus episode, oh, bonus god. episode, bonus episode. <laughs> Oh, let's do that. Let Johnny, let's have you back for a fourth yeah, week. We we'll 12 pups of fucking Christmas in and we'll watch this and something else terrible. Yeah, see, see, we thought that April was going to be the month of like hoaxes and stuff like, but no, whoops, all pro pro wrestling. <laughs> oops, all pro wrestling. Oh god. Oh well, shit. Okay, but but also Okay, um, but also, anyway. Yeah, so it, it, and then yes, of course, there's there's also the ones who did make it before that, right? Like your Dwayne Johnsons, now your Dave Bautistas. Um, yeah, Hulk Hogan Even was yeah, in Rocky yes. Three. Yeah, he was Smith. one of the best parts of that fucking. No, movie. I remember um, b- because again, I was a child in the late '80s. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time, and, and I watched. I've since watched it and realized like this is horrible. Uh, but Hulk Hogan was in a little gem of a film called Suburban Commando. Yeah, it's oh, wow. a great it's amazing. movie. And yeah, he's like an outer space, like general or something, crash lands on Earth, um, gets adopted by Christopher Lloyd and his family. <laughs> and then, yeah, has has like two like bounty hunters chasing him down. And I, oh, who were the bounty hunters? Because they were also, this was the greatest thing ever. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, 1991, American science fiction family comedy starring Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, and Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall was the mom. Oh, no. Shelley fucking Duvall. <laughs> oh, God. Who else? Who else? Undertaker is one of the That's bounty right. hunters. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I knew he was one of the, one of the bounty hunters. Oh, God. Oh, this is so... And, yeah, like... <laughs> 
Commando. Well, okay, well, and and then you get a bunch of cameos too, right? Like, wasn't wasn't Randy Savage like he 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 like cameos in a bunch of stuff, right? Spider Man. Yeah, that's right. Bone Saw McGraw. Oh my God. <laughs> Bone Saw is ready. I just I cannot get over the the cover art for this Surfs Up too. Oh, like so the good. Cena <laughs> Penguin has got his his uh, his. Um, sweatbands on the Triple H one has got his own little like Triple H tattoo. The Vince McMahon one's got a terrible freaking mullet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh it's so, so happy. we're watching we are, this shit. We we're watching, watching this shit we next week. This. Like, it's it's happening. We're, I'm it's just happening so listeners. happy. We're making it happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there's some really good ones too. Like, I know how much I bag on him. But The Rock has had an insanely successful movie mm-hmm. career. Yeah, uh, two years ago, he was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Well, and yeah, I, I, I buy it. Well, and, and I specifically remember because, like, wasn't I, I? don't know if it was his very first kind of acting one, but like one of his earliest acting uh, uh, credits was wasn't it like The Mummy Two as the Scorpion King? Scorpion yeah. King, and, yeah. And like people were shitting on him. They're like, "Oh God, check on this dude!" But no, like, yeah, just like you're saying, John. Like he's He's ubiquitous now, uh, and yeah, and like good on him, good on him for 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 getting after it. Oh, absolutely, Machente. <laughs> now, in all in his defense, he is not terrible in that movie. The CGI is terrible. Y- yes, in that movie. yeah, that is also true. Fuck you! That movie's better than the first Mummy. Oh. I will stand Scorpion King, man. Man, that's a okay. That's I'm a talking big... about his I role love... in the second Mummy. I won't say shit about the Scorpion King movie because that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. But how dare you? How dare you You put the Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, the 1999 classic. Yeah. How, how dare you take it off its pedestal, Mark? <laughs> because the kid is funnier. The kid makes that movie better. That's why. <laughs> I don't know. I like the black dirigible pilot. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, but you get uh, Adewale whatever. Achebe. I can't say his name, but he's like always threatening the kid and delivering his lines with like a thousand percent intensity. <laughs> and it's like, I will cut you apart. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you will. <laughs> and, 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 and I think I feel confident saying this to you guys. Um, that movie triggered my fetish for a uh, fishnet with fucking an oxen. Oh yeah. God damn dog. Never anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. I remember being in sixth grade watching get, that to be like, oh, something has awakened. <laughs> you can't get much Something's better than Rachel right. Vise. You really just can't. Well, I, the whole thing. Mm. I, okay, listeners, join us next <laughs> next week when Johnny, Josh, and I have a cinema series of all three Mummy movies, and then we'll watch Great Wall and die inside. <laughs> or Dragon Emperor. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Emperor. No, we're gonna and we'll si- die inside. We're going to skip the Dragon Emperor and watch Surf's Up too. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> God damn! Um, we already talked about Jesse Ventura, mm-hmm. dude. Pre- he is fantastic in Predator. Yeah. Problematic mm-hmm. as fuck in Predator, but god yeah. damn it, Jesse Ventura slays it in Predator. Fucking Dave Bautista in Man with the Iron Fists as Bronze Body. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Also, that's one of my favorite movies. There's so fucking many. Like, oh god, jo- Johnny, we didn't even mention. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm too <laughs> horned up. We didn't even mention Johnny. Fucking uh, Savage is in our favorite probably episode of King of the Hill ever, which <laughs> is what? Bill Bulk and the Body Buddies with Diedrich Bader. God damn right, dude. Like, 
I know it's Bret a good workout when the veins in my eyeballs pop. <laughs> no agony, no bragony. <laughs> it's like I got a bus on either side of my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'm flexing at Luann. You just can't. <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio medium, yeah, but I'm yeah. flexing at Luann. Well, and, and I did, uh, with last week's episode, I mentioned The Wrestler, of course. Um, did did either of you watch Glow, the Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Glow's amazing. Yes. Glow's incredible. It's so good. So good. Uh, Glow gave me resolution for community. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. Because we got to see Annie's boobies. Yeah, this is also true. <laughs> Um, as far as wrestling movies go, I it's hard pressed, and maybe this is a sentimental favorite. I'm very hard pressed to find one that I enjoy more than Ready to Rumble with David Arquette. Such a good movie! <laughs> like it's good and it's bad and it's awful and it's terrible, and I love it. Mm. Oliver Platt is amazing as Jimmy the King. <laughs> Do we consider Nacho Libre a wrestling movie? Or is that just a Jack? You're goddamn okay, 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 right. Okay. Yes. You are goddamn okay. yeah. yes. Because not only is it an amazing Jack Black movie, but it is also based on actual events, and I think that is the oh, coolest no way, shit really? in the whole fucking world. Yeah, it's yeah. There was a, a monk in Mexico who moonlighted as a luchador to raise money. I did not. Like, it was a whole I did thing. Not realize that. That's awesome. I'm ninety percent sure. Let me make sure. <laughs> Because now I'm like, I said that, I'm like, are you sure? Are you fucking sure? I mean, I I believe it because that's that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um, the film is loosely based on the story of Fray Tormenta, or Friar Storm, a.k.a. Reverend Sergio Gutierrez Benitez, a real-life Mexican Catholic priest who had a 23-year career as a masked luchador and competed in order to support the orphanage he directed. Wow. Holy shit, that's awesome. Well, and uh, apparently on uh, Frey Tormenta's page on Wikipedia, he he not only inspired Nacho Libre, but he also apparently inspired King from Tekken, uh, Crasher Wake. Oh, oh shit! Uh, Crasher Wake from Pokemon, Tzok from Fatal Fury, Leon from F Zero, and Greco from Chrono Cross were all also apparently Holy inspired shit. by this guy. So goddamn right. Fritor Tormenta. Hell yeah, dude. Holy shit. He had his debut in 1973, and he retired in 2011. That's almost 40 years. Wow. That's amazing. He pulled a dust. See, Johnny, roads. that's why I hate gold dust, because you know what? He's not providing for the orphans. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a king jobber. <laughs> I, I just had to take a third chance to... Be mean to gold dust. Holy shit. Also, according to freakytrigger.co.uk, is Nacho Libre racist? Yes. Jack Black does a ridiculous Mexican accent. Oh, get, get over it. Get over it. Jack Black has done a lot more problematic things. Please see Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, that's... Fuck you. Tropic Thunder's amazing. No, that's the point. <laughs> Tropic Thunder is a professional wrestling movie with no <laughs> professional wrestlers. <laughs> it is racist. It is sexist. It is homophobic. It is the perfect fucking movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, and it is. It is leaning into it is leaning into all those things. Also, apparently, 
uh, Frey uh, Tormenta also inspired a 1991 uh, French movie, La Homme à Masque d'Or, The Man in the Golden Mask, starring uh, Jean Reno. So there, so add one okay. more to our cinema series of <laughs> wrestling wrestling movies. We're gonna watch this French film wow. about a Mexican pro wrestling monk <laughs> priest who donates to who donates all of his all of his winnings to help the orphanage. <laughs> so Surf's Ups two, Nacho Libre, and. The, the Golden Mask yeah. Monk. Yeah, and, 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 and the, the Mummy. mummy. The so the we're going to have to watch four movies and talk. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I can spend nine hours with you guys. It's all right. <laughs> Holy cow. That's amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> well, okay. Also, because I was meaning to ask, I was meaning to bring this up to you, and this seems like a good segue. So we, we've been talking about movies, yeah. yes, uh, but also video games. Whole bunch of wrestling video games yeah. out there. I I played so I played like a decent amount. I'm, I'm sure you both did as well. What are your experiences with professional yeah. wrestling video games? Uh, very frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very frustrating because I thought I was really good at wrestling for a while, and Mark, who hadn't played a game in six fucking years, beat me in like three seconds <laughs> the one time I tried to play with him. And he because went, "Yeah, it's the I'm same bitch, damn Johnny, game." And I know how to play fucking luchador. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> So, what were some of your earliest games? What are some of your most recent ones? Games that you've invested the most time into? Uh, good, like, career mode stories that have come out of that? Yeah. So, I, I didn't get to play a lot of uh, the golden years of wrestling games, which is, I, I want to say, the N64 era. Mm. Um, that's, that seems to be the one that I see people have the most fondness for. I started with a lot of the 2K games. And oh, okay. I got, a, I think, a copy of WWE 14 or 15, 2K14 or 15. Got it for free on Xbox one year and went, okay, let's let's try this out. And I will say, as far as, like, storyline modes, theirs was kind of cool. They picked their cover star, which in this case was one of my personal favorites, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you got to go and learn how to play the game by going through a bunch of his pivotal matches. Oh, cool. And, yeah. like, seeing the rise of, of him and his, like... Basically, him working himself into being the top guy of the company. So, you know, I got to recreate the last uh, last couple of minutes of him and Jake the Snake Roberts right before his infamous Austin 316 jibe and and things like that. It was it was a lot of fun, and I was like, wow, this this endears me a lot more to this character because you're not just giving me wrestling; you're giving me wrestling plus like the pedigree and history of why Stone Cold is who he is. Mm, mm. So I like that. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I thought it was badass. If That's they're, if they're still doing it, then this year it's Rey Mysterio. Which God, that, you know, you know what? I can't even bitch. Like Rey Mysterio is almost a retro reference rage for me at this point, <laughs> but like, and not that I don't love him. I just, I don't know. There's so many better luchadors, not better, just, younger and more capable and hungrier luchadors luchadors aren't cool when they get old mm. like you worry it's it's like when rick flair was trying to do the fucking splash or no the 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 elbow drop and every time rick flair would get high like you worried about him intrinsically because like yeah he knew what he was doing because he's a wrestler but at the same time this man is like insanely old and you just kind of panic you kind of feel <laughs> right, bad yeah. for him and every time like you see ray mysterio go to like hit a high spot you're like oh shit 
oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, is, like, yeah, is this It's like be watching videos time? on like Reddit and it's like grandmother ice skating <laughs> and the grandmother's 120 and you're like, this woman's going to turn to dust. <laughs> She's going to turn to dust and explode on the ice. Right, like, yeah, like, <laughs> is is this the last time that I'm going to see him, yeah, like coming off the, yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. <laughs> One of the ones, and I'm and I'm trying to find some video clips here of it. Um, the the one I'm, I'm not even saying it's the best one, but certainly the most memorable one was one that I played all the way back on the Sega Genesis, and I don't know if it was like WWF WrestleMania or something like that, but it was like all of the different characters that you could pick when you'd like hit them or when you would body slam them. Just again, just totally leaning into the absurdity of all this. So like if you were fighting Ric Flair when you would like slam him down like bundles of money would like would like come out of them <laughs> um if you were and I and again I get how like awful this is um but specifically going back to Yokozuna when you would like give him like a chest chop or something like that like sushi and like turkey legs and like food would just like fly off of him that he was I guess like keeping in his like pockets or keeping in his his shorts somehow. And it was the most ridiculous, amazing thing. And uh yeah, I would walk down to our video rental store and like, oh man, I I would turn it back in and then just rent it out for yeah, like another two days. With my like dollar Yeah. With my like dollar twenty five that it cost to rent a game for three days. Oh god, it was so good. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think if you yeah, and 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 the Undertaker, yeah, when you would hit him, like 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 bones and skulls and stuff would come like flying off of him. Uh, oh God, it was so good. <laughs> oh wow, it was so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first one was WWE Two K Four on the PlayStation Two. Okay. And, like, I played the shit out of that, and then we got five, and then six, and then seven, and then eight. And so, like, up until 2K19, I want to say, I own every single, uh, or I have owned every WWE game from, like, 04 to 17. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got a problem. <laughs> no, um, I forget which one it was. Johnny, you're kind of talking about, like, the Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff. Um... I want to say it was 12, maybe 12 or 11. And they had WrestleMania moment or they had WrestleMania mode and you could fight the match or whatever as whoever, or you could do certain stipulations and recreate the match. So like you could fight as Andre the giant, but you would have to lose to Hulk Hogan because he would body slam you at three. Oh, dang. Okay. And shit like that. And man, it was cool. It was like a neat walkthrough of wrestling history up until like there was the one in like, it wasn't a WrestleMania bit, but it was like the, there was something and there was like, you had to enter the Royal Rumble at number, th at number one or at number 30 and beat up to number one and then win. Wow. And it was impossible and it fucking sucked. But like after you did it, it was such an accomplishment. That one really stands out in my mind. Um, I want to say 2K16, I really got into, like, I really, really got into, because I think that was the one you were talking about, Johnny, where, like, <clears throat> you came over to pal around, and I knocked the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, after not having played for ages, you told me. You're like, yeah, I haven't played this for a couple years. 
you play them for a while. You play them for a little bit, you know, and you, you get bored. And, like, because also I haven't bought one since 17. Like, they're trash now. Yeah. Like, the map blocking is off. Like, the story create a character mode is bullshit. Like, it's all pay-to-play crap and, like, nothing on it works. And it's really sad how shitty WWE games have gotten. There's um, uh, a YouTube channel that I really like uh, uh, called Dunky or Video Game Dunky, and yeah, baby. And I for, yeah exactly, and and I forget which one he was playing, but yeah, he was playing like a recent WWE game, and yeah, just like buggy as hell, like like things were clipping through, yeah, uh, like like hair hair was like flaying out and splaying and going crazy, which is a shame, which is a shame that like. Like it's almost like the the Madden effect. Like, oh, we, we know right. we can just kick out a new, uh, a New Year's version of this game and not have to fix a bunch of shit. And yeah, and it, it's fine. Which is a shame because yeah, I would love, I would love to like yeah, get back in there and uh, mix it up with a wrestling game. But then I look around, and it's like, oh yeah, but it is. It's just all like, I gotta like do microtransactions to level up my dude past like i don't know 20 or something uh yeah and i just i don't know can i tell you guys that i am right now i have made all three of us in wwe 2k16 because <gasps> i can't find my 17 hell yeah um i am halfway through making movesets for us all and then entrances but then I'm going to simulate a, a triple threat match between us and I'll put it up on YouTube or some shit. And like, maybe this is how we announce our YouTube channel, I, but it's happening. There's going to, there, there will be a, a high hammock three triple threat oh, match. God, I Amazing. love that. That's incredible. That's great. Well, and, but then also, so, so I, I say that, but then um, let me check my steam account here. Cause I found this, this little gem of an indie game and I, and I have, I'm trying out the demo, and I'll probably go on and buy it. Um, but this came out July last year, and it's called Wrestling Empire. And okay, and it is. It seems yeah, just like an old school, um, yeah, like wrestling game slash simulation. You can either like build your dude and like have him progress through a career. Um, what was oh god? I was reading a review. Okay, so this is from Owenazuris. Reviewing the game on March March twenty seventh of this year, and Owena Zuris says as he's playing the game, an announcer in the promotion came up to me backstage and told me I should be a good guy. I told him no. He then confronts me in a steel cage torture chamber match. I beat him up and end up accidentally killing him. <laughs> I attend his funeral and someone interrupts the moment of silence to tell me how to raise my stats. I respond by burn, but by burning, hammering the guy onto the coffin of the dead announcer. I then steal, <laughs> I then steal a tombstone and proceed to beat everyone at the at the memorial show for the dead announcer with it. Oh my if that's god! In the game, you're goddamn right. I'm buying this. <laughs> Just because again, it's just, Holy it's just shit. amazing, amazing. <laughs> also, point of order: WWE 2K22 has a 4.3 on Metacritic, e- or on Google, not Metacritic. Sorry, Metacritic is 76. Oh, oh shit, I've been guys! I think I might buy. Okay. 
I might have to buy 2K22. I've been hearing it's the best one for a while. Um, They said they redid a bunch of stuff in the engine. I just don't trust them. That's a billion-dollar company that's worried about its billions, not about good games. Well, I'll let you know. Give me a week. Hey, there we go. It's uh... let me know. Let me know if you get to run through as the human sausage Ray Mysterio. <laughs> it uh, it is currently on sale on Steam uh, for forty five bucks, uh, as opposed to Rainbow Ooh. sixty. So uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. We um, <laughs> I just have to see about that. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week for the uh, Hammock yeah, Twitch channel yeah, that we've been threatening for two yeah, years we, now. Yeah, we've been teasing for for that long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't get you guys on WWE, but I will play some Lego Star Wars for you. See, That's been yeah, my there we prediction. go. There we go. Good, Good enough. enough. Yeah. Um, it's a mixture of things. Yeah, right. Yeah, our three very distinct kind of like gaming taste, tastes. Because I'll do like... Well, and, and, and you, th- we could have like a three-way um, Civ match. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, that'd be good. That's true. Johnny, you and I can do Tiny Tina's Wonderland or whatever oh. the fuck it's called. <laughs> yes. Because I'm level 20 in that, I think. <laughs> I've already maxed out, but that's me. <laughs> I bought it right after you and I recorded that one day, and you're like, this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I did that instead of assembling that fucking dresser. That's what I did. <laughs> anyway, we're getting inside baseball here. Um, <laughs> wrestling, anything else to say? Oh, like um, A cultural mm-hmm. icon. Obviously, a, a colossally formative thing in all of our lives. Um, maybe the pinnacle of entertainment personally to me like what entertainment has to like force itself to evolve into yeah. because like it's recognizable and you know who the good guy is and you know who the bad guy is and it's you know hyper realistic and hyper dumb and high high flying and all this stupid shit but man it's just <clears throat> it's what it needs to be yeah you know that, yeah th- th- that's almost exactly what i was going to say too because i feel like and like even in, in in sort of a roundabout way, Johnny was even talking about this too with like video game stuff. Like 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 so much. It seems like so much entertainment now is yeah like getting kind of formulaic and by the numbers. And oh well, we gotta like check with the focus group and see how this tests well. And like so much of it is is by committee. And I'm not saying. And, and granted, I also haven't been watching in in a long time. But I get the impression that wrestling is still kind of holding out. It's like, no, we're going to be wild and goofy and out there. And yeah, maybe we're not going to have like wrestlers in blackface, but we'll still like every once in a while lean on like some pretty rough (laughs) ethnic stereotypes. Uh, Dude, Seamus, Seamus still exists. And like Seamus is a super racist character and nobody cares because he's an Irish dude. But yeah, can have a, can't be racist to an Irish. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or a Russian. You can't. That's why fucking every heel yeah. ever starts out as a Russian right. dude. Right. Like, right. right. And, so, and so that's just it. Like this this whole vibrant, rough around the edges. Uh, yeah, we'll have Seamus, who's a caricature in uh, potato face, I guess is what we'd have to call it. Because it's not blackface. Uh, but. <laughs> but that's just it. <laughs> but it's like. Jesus. But yeah, and so and so it is. It, it is the like bigger, bolder, larger than life, but yet like speaking to something deep and uh, dare I even say universal, channeling all these yeah like ancient epic stories about good, good and evil battling it out on the stage. Um, 
and yeah, I I I think I'm gonna have to. I, I think I'm gonna have to start. Yeah, like keeping up and following all this stuff because I'm gonna be done with grad school soon. I'm gonna have like copious hours that I need to fill. Might as well do do that with professional wrestling. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of it. Even today, I mean, AEW has three separate shows that they do, one of them which is completely on YouTube every week for free, and two that are on TV. WWE has three that are on TV every week, not to mention they each have like seven pay-per-views a year. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the American stuff. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's No, that's the mainstream American stuff. Right, right, yeah. It gets nuts. I... If, if I could say my my final piece on wrestling here, and obviously, if you've listened to two episodes of the three of us talking about it, then clearly you're already probably a fan. But if you are on the fence with wrestling, go and find somebody that has some tangential knowledge of this. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be enough to where they can explain terms like babyface and heel and mark and and pop and things like this to you. And go to a live show. It doesn't have to be a big one. It can be a tiny house show. It can be a little person show in the middle of the Elks Lodge. Like, it it can be WrestleMania if you really want. Mm -hmm. Go and spend two hours. Watch these guys do their thing. And if you're not interested after that, then you're, you're just not interested. It's just not for you. But if you have even one little iota, one little kernel of joy that comes out of it, chase that dream, man. Because it is a fun ride and a really fun community to be in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah absolutely yeah no go go watch wrestling it's fun it's it's man it's i don't even know how to talk about it like it's what makes us us it's something that's necessary that even if you don't want to recognize it even even say like oh i don't watch wrestling you're still influenced by it whether you know it or not like yeah it's go watch wrestling just just go watch it right now. Just yeah. go do it. You'll anyway. find someone that you'll like. Yeah. You, I guarantee oh, yeah. you will find a wrestler that you like. Go follow Asuka on Instagram and look at her Simpson shit posting. <laughs> like, Please watch all of Becky Lynch's promos and fall in love with her like I have. <laughs> Becky Two Belts. I've been watching Becky Two Belts matches Johnny or like highlights on YouTube. Yeah. I'm all about her. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, Yeah. Anyway, let's get the hell out of here. Um, Johnny, you talk about you. What do you do? Where do they find you? What's up with you? Uh, so you guys can find me at our normal podcast, uh, Dang Old Podcast. It's a weekly King of the Hill retrospective where we are watching each episode, King of the Hill, chronologically, discussing them on whether it's watchable, whether it still holds up, whether we like it, whether we don't like it. Uh, generally, it's just a big old bucket of fun with me and Mark. You can find me on Twitter at KrautBallStream. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in I used to be a live streamer, and that's usually what I used my Twitter for, but that's not what I use it for anymore. (laughs) But Um, soon Johnny and I are going to stream WWE 2K22. It's going to be great. There you go. (laughs) Josh, what about you? Talk Uh, about your stuff. Yes, I'm also on Twitter at PlaidBarbarian. I don't don't, don't know. I just kind of... Anymore, I just... Uh, post pictures of my cats but maybe you know maybe i got some things <laughs> maybe i got some things in, in the world i appreciate the cat updates right. i'll right. be because yeah as, as do i yeah in this world where yeah things just seem to yeah be spiraling more and more chaotically uh and whatever's going on uh yeah like a, a good a good cat photo helps um or like 
this thing that I cooked, like I made udon noodles from scratch the other night, and they were goddamn delicious. I uploaded a, a, a I saw a that shit. That. They were impressive. But also, yeah, I think I think in the near future, maybe maybe I'll I'll be either like focusing or expanding, even though those seem contradictory. Uh, yeah, my kind of social media presence as well. But I'm at Plied Barbarian on Twitter. And you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter and at both the Dangle podcast and the Two Wizards podcast. And man, I almost feel like, guys, we could start a third podcast and where we just like start watching wrestling and talking all that good shit about that too. But maybe that's a conversation for another day. But um, let us know. Come talk to us. Come talk to me. Come talk to Johnny. Come talk to Josh. Come put us in the headlock. Put me in the camel clutch. Break my spine. Teach me humility. But give us a five-star rating because it really helps us out. Thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone. Take care, everybody. Take it easy. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed